Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And we are back with Steph Young, independent researcher, author, podcast host, uh, perhaps best known for her In the Woods series of books. And her latest is Proof of the Afterlife. The Dead Don't Die, True Tales of the Afterlife. So chapter one, you're, uh, you're in uh, the Surrey countryside, and you have some, um, some type of an, uh, an illness. Uh, yeah. You go to see one of these, um, or it's, I guess it's a couple, uh, they're the, the mediums, and you're hoping that a spirit doctor can cure you. Yeah, I was um, very, very seriously ill about a year and a half ago, and I'd actually started writing this book beforehand, and I thought, well, okay, I, I'll go and give it a try, because also, you know, if it doesn't work, it's good for my research. Um, prior to going to see the couple in the countryside, I had been to lots of other healers, and, you know, I'd never felt anything, never seen anything, and I thought, well okay, I don't know if anything's really been happening. Anyway, so I found this elderly couple and they lived in the heart of the forest, really. So I went there one day and I'm driving and I I arrive a little bit early and I'm par- I parked on their driveway and I'm thinking, well, nobody knows I'm here. It was in you know, the middle of nowhere. I'm thinking, what, what if they're not trustworthy people? What if I don't come back? Anyway, while I'm sitting there in the car, the front door opens and this lady comes towards me and welcomes me in and it's a really old house and it's got lots of ancient books and artifacts and they show me into the lounge and we get talking 
and I explain, you know, I'm doing a bit of research. And funnily enough, we start talking about the amount of fake mediums or trickery that's involved or used to go on. So that put me at ease a little bit because I, I thought, well, they're not completely sold on everything. So I'd hop onto the treatment bed, which is just like a, a massage table. There's lights on. They're just playing a bit of soft music. And they're just standing either side of me, really, and just sort of their hands are just sort of just lightly touching me. And I think, well, I'll just close my eyes. And as I'm lying there, I'm thinking, this is ridiculous. I feel so stupid. Um, I'm thinking about which route to take home and what should I do when I get home. I've got so much work. Anyway, after about 20 minutes, I suddenly felt this really, really sharp pain. And I obviously opened my eyes because I'm thinking, are they, are they literally operating? Have they got a knife or something? Uh, their hands were nowhere near the part of my body where I could feel this sensation. And it felt like a scalpel or it felt like fingernails, but something very, very deep inside me was grabbing and gripping and doing something. So I closed my eyes again, and I thought, this is, this is insane. But when I'd opened my eyes the first time, I saw where the pain was. I saw what I can only describe as like looking at an X-ray, and I could see this white bone like a long bone of an arm, and I could see a hand, the bony fingers. And I closed my eyes again, and I thought, I'm just imagining this. This is insane. And I opened my eyes again, and there it was. And I'd been to lots of other healers before. I'd never seen anything or felt anything. So I'd gone there with absolutely no expectations at all, and I I felt so stupid being there. But... The pain inside, it wasn't excruciating, it was just a bit uncomfortable. But there's no way that I imagined that. So, and I am sceptic, because I've dismissed so many accounts, and that's why it's taken me years to write this book, because I haven't quite believed many of them. And I I have found a lot of fake healers, but I I just didn't imagine that. There's just no way, because you can't imagine the physical sensations. So I got to know this couple as well. Um, they're very, very good friends now. I've known them over the last year. I go and have dinner with them every week. And the husband, they're in their sort of late 80s now. And I, I asked the husband, how on earth did this start for you? Because he used to be an executive in the legal profession. He's the most down-to-earth person. And they're both very scathing of anything that's not genuine. And they're very, very down to earth. And he did not want to be doing this kind of work. It was the last thing he wanted to do. But one day, he was at work in his legal office. And he said, there was this client, a lady client, and she kept phoning me all the time. And she was always rude. And he said, one day, I just had enough. And I snapped back at her. She replied, ah, I see you're one of us. And he thought, what on earth is she talking about? So anyway, she invited him to go to a suburban house that night to experience what she was talking about. It turned out to be a spiritual development circle. So he sat there for a couple of, couple of sessions, and then he was given a message by the medium to go to a community centre in South London where they held um, a public 
local people from the community could go there to receive healings. So we met the healer, and the healer said, don't do anything, just stand and watch. So, so he's standing watching. After the first patients left, the healer turned to him and said, well, don't just stand there, get involved, help me. And then by the end of the day, the healer said, uh, I've decided I'm going to retire. I'm moving to the West Country. You can take over. And Alex thinking, oh, I don't <laughs> even like know that. how to do this. Because all he did when he was told to take over was he literally would just put his hand on somebody's back as they're sitting there thinking, I've no idea what I'm doing. Well, he, he took over, but he didn't, <laughs> he didn't no idea what to do. And then one day, this man comes in, and he's limping really badly. And he sits down, and Alex thinks, well, I suppose I'll just put my hand on his back as I usually do. All of a sudden, he hears this voice in his head, and the voice is saying to him, pick up the scalpel and cut him open. And Alex thinking, well, I can't see a scalpel, and I don't know who this voice is, so he ignores it, but the voice gets more and more insistent. So cut him open, cut his leg open, pick the scalpel up. Clairvoyantly, this scalpel appears. So Alec, in the end, gets hold of it and just starts going through all the motions as if he's cutting the man's leg open to operate on him. The man, meanwhile, is sitting there none the wiser, so Alec does all of this. He's even told to stitch the man back up afterwards. The man gets up from the chair. He's not limping anymore. Well, he comes. The man comes back the following week. And he says to Alec, well, my wife was a little bit surprised when I came home. He said, I jumped over the garden wall instead of opening the gate and going in. Mm -hmm. so he was completely better. And, I mean, in fact, because I was very seriously ill, I was, I was going to a hospital a lot, a lot of times, and it's quite a famous hospital in England, and a lot of patients from that hospital over the years used to go and visit this couple. Um, and they've told me of some remarkable things that have happened, and yet they are so down-to-earth, they're so sceptical of everything, and he was a most reluctant healer, uh, as, as most of them are. Um, were, were you I mean, cured of your... Were you cured of your illness as a result, do you think, of this spirit, uh, psychic well, surgery? I did have some remarkable test results afterwards. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Um, I, I have to say, I, I went to so many healers, and I was using several at the same time, so it's very difficult, <laughs> it's very difficult to say which one. But, I, uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I did... Uh, I did I did improve a lot afterwards. Yes, I did. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. She's doing shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets 
that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts um, and when you saw this, uh, this bony arm mm. and hand and fingers, you mm. described it as an X-ray coming yeah. down. Was it? Did you see? Was it holding a scalpel? No, I didn't see any. No, all I could see were bony fingers. I, and there was nothing attached to the arm either. <laughs> no. So it, was it coming out of? Was it coming out of the medium, Alec? I believe you no. called him. No, it wasn't. No, no, he wasn't standing near it. No. Mm. No, I can't explain it. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure everybody would just think that's, that's just your hallucination. It, you know, and, and I am as skeptical as everybody else. Um, and these experiences, um, until, you've, until you've had one, it, I don't expect people to believe me. Um, you know, but I, I mean, there's, I've got so many cases of healers in the book. There was, um, there's, a, there's a very good story of, of how... A, <laughs> so-called spirit doctor, has worked with a series of mediums. Um, there was a, a healer called uh, Jesse Thomas who lived in Brighton, and this was in the 1950s. Well, when he was a child of six years old, he was asleep in bed one night, and his father came into his room, and he said to him, tell your mum I'm dead. 
and he appeared three nights in a row. So eventually, Jesse went to his mum and he said, Mum, Dad's dead. And his mum, of course, chided him because his father was away in the war and he was a ship's engineer. Well, it turned out eventually that, yes, his, his father was dead. He'd been killed. Well, he reluctantly went on and joined a development circle. And then he was, after, after he, he went off to fight in the war as well. And when he came back, he became a mechanic. And he set up just a basic spare room above the garage to treat patients in. And one day, this spirit doctor, who called himself Dr. Robert Koch, appeared to him and said, I'll be working with you. So he started going through, just like my friend Alec, started going through these these motions of doing spirit healing through the doctor. And he had so many accounts of people being cured, really. Um, But weirdly, there was another man called Tom Pilgrim, who also lived in Brighton. Now, he had never heard of Jesse. And one day, he was going to work, and he was walking in a different part of town that he didn't know for his job. And he stopped, suddenly he heard a voice calling his name. And he looked in the street, couldn't see anyone. And he heard it again, so he looked up in the houses, looked at all the windows, nobody there. But what he did see was a huge, giant cross in the sky. Gold, bright gold. So he was really perturbed by this. So he went to his local church and he, he asked the vicar, what does it mean? And the vicar said, well, I don't know. So he found himself going to a spiritualist church in the end. Well, they didn't really know either. But he developed a serious ulcer in his stomach. And word of mouth in Brighton, he had come to hear about Jesse Thomas. Well, he went to see Jesse Thomas, but prior to this, before he did, he was in bed one night, and he suddenly woke up, and there's a man standing at the foot of the bed. And he said, I'm Dr. Robert. I'll be working with you when the time is right. And he had no idea what that meant. But so he, because of this ulcer, he thought, well, I'm going to go and see Jesse and see if he can, he can heal me. So during the treatment, and Jesse is going through the motions, doing this operation, Tom Pilgrim, again, sees this figure of this man. So he says to Jesse, who's this man standing there? And Jesse says, oh, that's Dr. Robert. So when Jesse Thomas died, Tom Pilgrim inherited Dr. Robert and started working with him. But he never knew how to spell his surname. He couldn't quite understand it. So that's why he never, he just always used to call him Dr. Robert, not Kosh. Well, 10 years after that, a journalist came to interview Tom Pilgrim. And Pilgrim was describing this spirit doctor that would appear. And the journalist said, well, why, why don't you use his surname? What's, what is it? And he said, well, I don't really know how to spell it. Then, suddenly, the spirit doctor appears in the room. And the spirit doctor says, ask me anything and I'll tell you. So Tom Pilgrim is having this conversation clairvoyantly and the doctor says, I was born in Clouswell or Clouswell. So again, he couldn't quite get the pronunciation and he gave all his details. He said, I was a famous doctor. In fact, I won the Nobel Prize for Medicine for discovering the causes of um, cholera, oh, three infectious diseases. So he got the Nobel Prize. He described where he died, everything about his life. So the journalist 
said, well, I think I'll go away and do some research. And she looked up in all the encyclopedias. This was before the internet. And she discovered that all of the details that he'd given matched this Dr. Koch of Germany. Remarkable. Yeah. But then it gets even stranger because there's a man called Reverend Stephen Upton. And he came to see me in the summer. He lives in the northern part of England. And he's been a medium for a long time and a trance healer. And he used to be a tutor at the Arthur Finlay College, which is like a school like Harry Potter, where people go to learn mediumship. So one day, he's giving a demonstration of trance healing to an audience of students. And one of the people in the audience is drawing a sketch as she sits and watches him. And and she ends up drawing a a face of a man. At the same time... There's also one of the other students is a nurse. And she sees this figure standing behind Stephen on stage. And the the person drawing the sketch had also been seeing this figure standing behind Stephen. But Stephen is none the wiser. So at the end of the demonstration, separately, the student with the picture goes up to him and says, look, I've drawn this sketch. This man was standing behind you. And... Separately, the nurse goes off to a medical library because she thinks, I've seen that face before. Well, eventually she finds the face of Dr. Robert Koch. And so she goes and tells Uh, Stephen. uh. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this hundred-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.